episode 30 was the last time you were on the podcast. I don't know if you remember this. Um, I don't remember the number, but I do <laughs> remember us talking. Uh, I think I was sitting out in my car, and uh, now I'm in a hotel, so moving on up. Now you're in a hotel, and dude, thank you for being a lifesaver. Everyone listening, I had another guest scheduled for tonight, and they postponed on me, and then I just... I, I don't know what inspired me to message you. I just was thinking of like, who haven't I had on in a long time and I just want to talk to again. And I remembered I remembered you and I was like, what number is he? And you're number 30, man. So I reached out to you and dude, like major kudos for just literally pulling this out of both of our asses. <laughs> Don't let uh, don't let him fool you, folks. He blackmailed me into this. Yeah. Uh, so he, he had some of the uh, stuff that didn't make it into the last podcast, and he's like, "Yeah, you're you're, you're coming on again." So I, like, <laughs> I have some I have some shit. That's why I'm drinking right now. You guys can't see, but I'm drinking right now. Yeah, he is. I don't know what it is because it keeps lagging. But what the hell is it? Oh, uh, it's bourbon. I think it's Maker's Mark. Uh, I had an energy drink before, right before you messaged me, so I didn't want to be all super jittery. The thing. Yeah. So I just uh, decided to um, uh, balance it out with some bourbon. Ah, oh, sick. Nice, dude. Nice. Yeah, I I thought about drinking for this, but I don't actually have anything. I'm doing a drunk podcast on Saturday, so gotcha. so I have to stock up on the liquor, and uh, and that should be interesting. Um, but one of these days, we we both need to be on the same level in terms of like, are you a lightweight or? It, it really depends on, on uh, how often I've been drinking. Uh, I know that during the party phase of my life, I could take like eight shots of Jack and just be just talk to you normal. Um, but at this point, this one glass will probably have me pretty buzzed. And uh, but that's just so I wasn't expecting to do a podcast tonight. So, yeah. so that's just to take the edge off. I'm, I can't wait to hear yours because it's the last hour you guys be blackout drunk and puking. So it'll be. Yeah. Yeah. Question. Uh, let's try to do this during the podcast. Is there. It, let, so do you think your connection's better without Wi Fi or is it shittier without Wi Fi? I can turn the Wi Fi off and see. Yeah. It helps. Let's try it because I might lose you for a second, which is totally fine because I'll, I'll, I'll improvise. Okay. So can I, you hear me? Yes, I hear you, and I'm I'm just waiting for it to maybe give it a second or two. I know this is enthralling podcast entertainment, but we gotta we gotta figure this out. Yeah, it's, you and I are cursed with this, but I've made peace with it. Uh, I I turned That's off the true. Wi-Fi. I'm on five. All right, damn. I don't know. I don't know which I prefer, honestly. Um, yeah, because each time you just. You're still laggy. Fuck. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Every now and then you kind of like you look off and then you'll be instantly back on <sighs> camera. God damn it. All right. Maybe try connecting back to Wi Fi. Sorry. Like, I don't want to keep being like, oh, t- turn it off, turn it on, turn it on, turn it off. You're fine. Dude, like, I swear to God, I some like I keep saying this on the podcast, but how in this, how in the 60s are we able to send people to the moon? But in the fucking 2021, we can't have a solid goddamn connection. Seriously, the last thing I saw I sent to my friend was I think they're gonna have a space hotel. I think Elon Musk is working on a space hotel now, and I was like, "Dang, that's you know." So the next time we do a podcast, I might not even be on planet. So yeah, that's true because I mean, right now <laughs> you were like, "I'm heading to the hotel," and I was like, 
whoa uh, like if i'd said motel then i think you'd, be, you'd have good reason to like be like ah true true but, yeah or I, I like how you said uh if i was heading to the alley behind the hotel behind then, the hotel then, then you should be yeah. alarmed dude i love that, our i love our our for for everyone that's unfamiliar with how you even know of me and i even know of you the history is bizarre to me still to this day i mean Fucking going back to Terminator 101 days, man. And just, you were like the first person that <laughs> signed up on my damn Patreon that is no longer even a thing. And we did something like this, but it was just like, because it was like, a, oh, well, you join this tier and you can talk to me because I felt like I was special and important. But we did this at a Starbucks. That was the first time that that, that you and I communicated. Yeah, you were at a Starbucks. I was sitting outside my at the time in my in my car. Yeah, you were and, in your uh, car because my girlfriend at the time. I didn't want to bother her and just be super loud, and, <laughs> and um, which is why which is why I was at my house. I was at the place I'm staying at. But then it's like uh, my door to my room has a gigantic gap underneath that. I mean, like I don't know if it was meant for sliding food underneath it at some point, but um, you can pretty much hear anything I do in that room. So I was like, I don't want to bra, and I, I don't know. Not that I give a shit i feel like you and i are going to talk about things that are pretty accessible for everybody and uh, i just don't need like to have to know that people are in the building like actively listening to what i'm saying yeah yeah i, I feel know. it i feel it i hate i mean i've never lived with anybody but um well i mean i lived with my, my no 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 I, I i lived with my girlfriend at at one point in my time or at one point in my life and it was Dude, trying to do podcasts was actually really difficult. I I had to pull an Ami and I had to go out to my car and pull up that Anchor app. That's how I used to do them, man. Like that's the last one we did. I think was on on the Anchor app. Yeah, Anchor. I remember you would cut those promos for it, and you'd also cut promos for the situation like that thing. I, I listened to your podcast. I mean, that's why I supported. You know, I mean. You can say like, oh, I felt like I was special, but I supported because I felt it was something worthwhile to support. I, I thought yeah. it was great what you were doing. And I listened to a bunch of your podcasts. I mean, to the point, I mean, to the extent that you, you had uh, you had Michael Bean on, right? You talked to him. Yeah, he was the last episode. God and then, damn, dude. And then, and that's funny you bring that up. I Because I normally don't listen back to my podcast, but I think about a week ago, it was one in the morning and I was not tired at all. And I was just like, I'm going to finally listen to this thing. I never listened to it since I recorded it with him. And there's a couple of cringy moments in there, but overall I was actually kind of, I don't know, I guess proud is the, is the word, but yeah, I haven't, I haven't listened to it yet. Uh, that's, I mean, it's still able to be like accessed. Oh yeah. Yeah, for sure. I'm never getting rid of that thing. That thing is, that thing's special. Um, that, and you'd also talk. Sure. I mean, holy crap. I mean, that's, yeah, yeah, William Wish. I, I yeah. can't imagine how nervous you must have been. I was nervous. I was nervous, like sitting where I, wherever I was. Yeah, yeah, dude. Because I mean, I, fucking nobody, man. Just, just, just a little fucking twat with a podcast, quote unquote. <laughs> That's all I was, and I just kept reaching out to these people, and somehow they fell for it. I felt like I like, like, yeah, I, like I felt bad for them. The right <laughs> they they fell for the shit, and and. <laughs> You know, it's well, just all the lies paid off. No, I, I feel you know the whole notion of whoever's somebody and whoever's not. Like we're all, we're all we're nobodies. All just hanging we're all... out on the rock. Yeah, we're. Yeah. All, I mean, it's like 
the idea of celebrity was removed pretty quickly to me because, you know, it's hard to, when you see someone that's famous, it's hard to not be like, oh my God, it's so-and-so. But yeah. it's like this person, they, they said pre-scripted lines that were made for them and then they stood in front of a camera. They yes. did that enough times until, you know, and so it's like, they're, they're human just like you. They, they do things just like you. They're just, just another person on this planet. It's, um, that, that isn't to say that I haven't had freak out moments when I've been here, that I've seen somebody, I'm like, holy shit, that's, you know, what do I say? I think I went to a Wizard World uh, Comic-Con, well, I know I did, uh, years ago, and I got to get my picture taken of William Shatner, which was a huge deal for me. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I've been I feel like watching Star Trek. So I feel like you told me that on the last episode. I feel like we I feel like we covered that for sure. Like cause it's definitely ringing a bell that you is it? Yeah, that 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 because it, it would make sense because you're you're still pursuing the acting thing, right? You're still like that's yeah. yeah I feel like we definitely would have touched on that at some point. Yeah, I um, I've been well so moved out of my last place a few weeks ago and so i moved into a house now and my roommate that was in charge of the internet like she's like she was leaving she went to a new place and she's like you guys are going to have internet until the 11th but the rest of the month you guys can hang out there. i mean we paid for the rest of the month i thought that i'd be able to just be strong and survive without internet i am a weak weak piece of shit because uh day two i was like talking to myself and i developed like a nervous tick and i was just like what the hell so i i ended up having to i bought the whole original star trek series on blu-ray and uh, so i've just been re-watching old star trek yeah. and i ended up you know it's like falling in love with william shatner and uh and uh and it has all the movies and everything so i i as, as i was about terminator back then i'm becoming about star trek now you don't watch star trek do you Good. No, no, no. I'm not a what? It's a Trekkie. They're called Trekkies. Trekkie. Yeah. You a... actually made me start watching Walking Dead again because I saw your posts about it. Yeah, yeah. Because I have another podcast with with uh, my co-host uh, Haley and and um, you know we're going back to the very beginning and we're starting from episode one and and just you know doing like a retrospective podcast. It's nothing groundbreaking, but uh, you know we're we're. We're already done with season one, so now we're just waiting for that to come out, and it's fun. You know, it's fun, man. I mean, have you ever thought about doing a podcast like yourself? Just maybe, what like whatever I the topic have, could be. Um, I'm not. You know, it's difficult because depending on what kind of route you want to go, um, and and kind of where you want to be. And I always felt like you know, be just go, kind of going through the motions of an actor. That was where I was, you know, and kind of suffering through that experience. Um. I don't know. I, I feel like these weird different tiers that exist in like Hollywood and the rest of like, I guess, with influencers and stuff. I'm not sure how famous actors view like an influencer that's trying to break in and be an actor. And I haven't seen it too often where someone became like a like a a really big influencer and then and then crossed the that into becoming a legitimate actor. I haven't seen it. Uh, that's not that, you know, I'm sure that plenty of influencers out there that they love what they do and they're good at it. And that's, that's completely fine. Uh, they have no intention of being an actor, but um, I, I don't want to do anything that like puts me into a category where people view me too much in that category. Well, you're, you're, you're this. So it's like, it's hard to imagine you doing anything else. Uh, if that makes any sense at all. Yeah, it does. I mean, fuck William Shatner kind of got speaking, you know, bringing him back up. He kind of got pigeonholed, right? <laughs> well, I mean, he, you know, it was, you know, he's on Twilight. I remember, I remember him in the Twilight Zone episode on the plane. Then he did, he did Kirk for a long time. He was TJ Hooker. 
And um, it, I don't know. I feel like William Shatner has been awesome at every age of his career because he did like quirky stuff. I think he was on Boston Legal and then he was amazing in the Star Trek movies. And then he was great. I don't know. Like, I, I'm just going to, you know, if we go down this route, I'm just going to be gushing about William Shatner the whole time we're talking. So, um, But back to Walking Dead. Um, <laughs> I back to Walking Dead. You guys just finished season one, which was a great like intro to the whole thing. But season two, God, season two was I, I don't know if I want to say it was like the zenith. It was like the top. But freaking Shane and Rick coming to a head, like that whole thing, and he drags them out to the field. Man, that was like I think my favorite of the whole show was Shane and Rick. Oh, dude, a hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. He's uh, John Bernthal. Was I mean, you, I mean, you talk about an actor that i mean you know he he's always said that getting walking dead and getting killed off as early as he did was the best thing that happened to him because i mean he went off and did you know fucking wolf of wall street he did fury with brad pitt he did he you know he's done so many in the punisher show too yeah punisher there, yeah there you go yeah yep i remember when i did the the comic and I got my picture taken with a bunch of the cast and he was there. And the cool thing was, you know, you, you don't know how to react when you're going to meet a bunch of celebrities that you're like, you know, um, at least from a show that you like. And when I walked, it was Norman Reedus and uh, it was the actors that played um, Andrea and Merle and, um, and Shane and uh, John Barenthal was there. And I walked up super nervous and they like grabbed me and pulled me into the picture. Like, yeah, like they were, like they were seeing an old friend. And I was standing next to John Barenthal. I looked up to him and I said, you are my hero. <laughs> he's, like, he's like, thank you. And then like, picture taken. And then uh, I was walking off and he's like, hey, you take care. And I was like, fucking Shane. And then that's not your real name. Yeah, and it, but yeah. it was such a great experience. He was such, he was so cool. Him and Norman Reedus, uh, like the two people I've, or at least I've seen Norman Reedus more than once. He's always been just a super just stand-up guy, like super appreciative just to, of, of being there. Well, he's weird, man, because, you know, he's like he's he's taken this thing to the end and we know he's going to make it to the end, even though they're canceling after season 11. And then they're getting a spinoff show with him and Carol, uh, Melissa McBride. Yeah. Yeah. They've already announced that. So, you know, I mean, that's the interesting thing about this. It's, you know, the whole idea of any character can go. I mean, not really, because, you know spoiler alert they didn't even they didn't even kill rick you know it was it was advertised as rick's final season season nine and everyone's thinking oh shit yeah. he, he's dead he's dead and then they just you know blow him off a bridge and they set up three theatrical movies yeah you know i know he um i mean are, are we going into the we're trying to avoid spoilers here because the graphic novel or the comic series ended and yeah uh, a definitive end and um i'm i'm kind of hoping i mean you don't have to go that way especially because the show veered way off course from the comics and it's like you don't have to do it you don't have to i mean if there was one person that i would want to see survive to the end it would be rick because he was like the start of the whole show yeah um and and i loved andrew lincoln's uh portrayal and uh man i i just loved um in that final season with him when he's in the car with Shane and they're kind of revisiting yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. everything. That was such a, they had such a good dynamic between those two, man. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I think Shane should have a spinoff. 
for sure for sure but you know it it's it's interesting and you know talking about the last time you and i talked right so here's a perfect segue into something that really is 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 something that we haven't talked about since then because it wasn't a thing dude last time you were on there was no such thing as a pandemic going on in the world uh, like do you like do you remember this like it was normal february i think february 2020 is the last time we talked on the podcast and yeah was it it was a month before everything started everything fell apart i don't i mean i when did shit start falling apart i mean i remember florida got their first cases like the first week of march yeah i'm just i'm just trying to like you and i talk i thought you and i talked like months before that i could be mistaken though but yeah everything's different now i remember I mean, I don't know. I think there might be some people in the world that when everything returns back to normal and everyone's vaccinated, their lives won't change all that much. They go back, all right, I'm going to go back inside and watch TV and be on the internet. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to change that element of my life. I'm trying to, it's kind of hard because I'm trying to be, you know, go after this thing. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to do it. And then I hit hardship in year one and then year two starts and I'm like, yes, I'm going to get it. And then the pandemic, I'm like, well, let me just shelve this dream for a while until everything gets back to normal. Or do I find a way through this and make it work during? Because I know plenty of actors that are um, booking stuff and um, plenty of productions that are they're still doing productions. It's just yet, you know, the uh, they have to be COVID compliant and everything now. So, yeah. Yeah. How, but I haven't. I've, I've been watching Star Trek, so. How does like how does that work for someone that that because what you're trying to do is not really you know I, I mean as respectfully as I can say this it's not a necessity you know what I mean it's not a it's not something during a pandemic that people are like oh well you know we need actors we we need actors yes you you'll have people that are like we need entertainment but you know you know what I'm getting at. I know what you're getting at. And it's funny because there's two ways you can look at that. Yes, uh, I don't think anybody, you know, it's not like having shelter or food and water. You know, it's not, you know, it's not like a necessity like that. But for, but it's amazing um, how, how people, you know, without, without having some form of comfort or something to lean into to kind of escape the reality of it. I mean, we can evil, easily turn into savages and just kind of become calloused over and then, you know, get our spears out and start trying to get dinner. I feel like um, with the arts and with entertainment, it, it gives people an escape. And I think that actually becomes, in, in a sense, more important. Um, I know that I was watching some interview, or I, was, I think I was watching those hot ones with Alton Brown. And he was saying, they were talking about like, like a definitive moment that uh, cooking shows kind of, came into the spotlight. He was talking about 9-11 and it was this horrible tragedy. And then, uh, but people needed comfort and they turned to cooking shows and like, and then like the, you know, viewerships went up and it's, I feel like in instances like this, it's, it kind of becomes more important in a sense because people need comfort and people need to be entertained. Otherwise we just go crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And well, now and a lot of shit you can do, you know, speaking of hot ones, I mean, I'm, I'm a huge fan of hot ones. You know, and have you done the hot wings challenge? I dude, I want to, man. I want to so bad. But I gotta you know, first I gotta find someone that can 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 make the wings because I'm a I suck. I I, <laughs> I I really can't cook anything. It's such a it's such a travesty to manliness. <laughs> I, I, like I like I really can't cook. Can, can you cook? 
Uh, I feel like I can. I feel like uh, I, I, you know, it, it's difficult because um, there are certain things that are just beyond me, and I and I've tried, and it's been disastrous. But I, I mean, wings. Yeah, I, I do wings. Also wings. I mean, I don't think that's too hard. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I don't know. For the most part, it's just applying heat to certain <laughs> foods. So, you so the bacteria doesn't kill you. I don't know. It's like I don't think it's too yeah. tricky, but. Um, I mean, I've done sous vide cooking, which I know, I don't know if you know what that is. And you put it in a plastic bag in a water bath and then heat it for, you know. I only know about I mean, that. I, I, I only know about that because of Starbucks. Starbucks has sous vide egg bites. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I haven't been at Starbucks in forever. Uh, yeah. I mean, I can, uh, so my, for my friend's birthday, when I flew up, he wanted to do the hot ones challenge. And so we did, and I had no myself into and by i think wing six or wing seven we were all just suffering and one of my friends was recording it which i'm not particularly proud of because i was like like i was falling apart and i was i was to the point where i was like get that camera out of my face like i was starting to get like angry uh because the heat was just unrelenting but we made it through all the way to the end a couple of the friends they bowed out we're like we can't make it to 10 right 10 wings it's 10 wings uh, yeah yeah and a couple of the friends bowed out, but uh, because my friend was getting married and he wanted to do it, it's like solidarity. So we like, all right, man, whatever, whatever uh, rectal trauma befalls us tomorrow, we're, we're doing this today. So and we now, now, made it through all ten. Now, how did you know that it was a, like? Because they don't have every single sauce that they use on that show. Like that's not something you can buy, can it? Like, can you? Can you buy every single I don't sauce? Think so. I think you can look up seasons, like you know, look up seasons and what they did for each season. I okay. think you can do that, but yeah. uh, but I don't know if they. I mean, that would be smart. You would think that they would sell season eight, season nine, and uh, I watched Alton Brown freaking. He just poker faced the whole way, like he just was calm all the way through it. And then I watched Gordon Ramsay, which was a fantastic episode. That was phenomenal. Uh, shit, yeah. shit, and he like. <laughs> yeah. He like brings out like Pepto Bismol. He's like like squirting lemons into or like limes into his mouth. Yeah, it's so funny. He busted out the donuts, and yeah, it was fantastic. Oh, yeah. And the thing is, the thing that amazes me is, he must be really just sharp and really funny because to be to have those wings burning away at you, just unrelenting, and to say the stuff he was saying, it was just you know getting the person at their core, like who they are, right there at their their very essence is like. Uh, at the end of the wings yeah yeah um, yeah but uh to answer your question i, I feel like uh, i'm no like michelin chef but i mean i can cook damn man i'm jealous i need to i don't know what i got to do but like i don't know how you how you start cooking youtube is a useful like if anything i'm embarrassed about uh google never judges me youtube never judges me if i feel stupid about something you know if I have to ask something embarrassing, point. like, hey, can people get pregnant for making out? Google's not going to judge me for that. I can just send it off and then get an answer, and then that's it. Uh, so if, if I've got a question about something, how do I – I would say if you want to learn how to cook, YouTube's your best friend. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, maybe it's just because I haven't been put into a real situation of having to fend for myself necessarily. I've always had, like, you know, when I, when I was living with my girlfriend at the time, she, you know, I mean, that was funny. When we moved in, I was like, look. I'll I'll do stuff around here like I'll clean uh, but you have to cook. <laughs> I'll do anything else? You have to cook otherwise we are fucked. <laughs> <laughs> We're just not going to make it. We're not going to make it here. Like we will die. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. That's, that is a tricky thing is that, you know, eating out adds up after a while. Eating out oh, in LA like too, twice man. and it's like, well, I hope you uh figured out the rest of the month. Um 
yeah it's it's been it's been quite the experience here and uh to go through a pandemic and and then also i've been here for this is i'm starting year three i've been here for two full years and Shit. to already have kind of that loneliness because i moved away from all my friends and family and then the pandemic on top of it is kind of doubly isolating so i think that's why i really leaned into what's why i leaned into tv shows that's why i leaned into star trek and uh, also bob's burgers i have a weird affinity with bob's burgers like i need at least to watch an episode a day or i just my day just feels funky without it yeah yeah do you have something like that um do damn do i man i don't know i like uh, my my entertainment's bizarre like it, it it'll go from just watching random youtube shit to you know like i'll like I'll check out a like a series. So when I was starting this Walking Dead thing, I got really back into you know all the, the like the apocalyptic shit. So I checked out Black Summer on Netflix, which is an actually really good zombie apocalypse show. Um, but other than that, like I like it, I don't know how I really get my entertainment. Like I'm really trying to think. It's mostly podcasts and it's mostly just random YouTube shit that I get my 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 entertainment from that that kind of keeps me sane. I don't really have a show that I watch. Necessarily. I, um, have you heard of um, uh, the Critical Drinker on YouTube? No. He was uh, when I was on the Terminator Two Facebook fan page. I think that's how I kind of saw your channel, and then I met other people that were like-minded. Someone posted a, a video of his. The, his name is the Critical Drinker. At least that's what he's called on like social media. And uh, he's brilliant. Like I follow his channel like religiously. If you need like a laugh, he does a long form analysis of movies. Uh, he's a huge fan of Terminator movies. Uh, he's a huge, I mean, he has uh, a bunch of just like, you know, reviews where they kind of just do the, you talk about the movie and then it stretches into like a four hour thing and it's all just hilarious. And he's, uh, he's also an author. Anyway, if you need co uh, great entertainment, I would say um, Critical The Critical Drinker. Critical drinker. He's amazing. Drinker. Drinker. Okay. I drinker. said, I said, Critical drinker. got it. Got it, man. Jeez, Eddie, I feel weird. I'm drinking by myself. Yeah, dude, I feel bad. I, I seriously, I, I have a water bottle over there, but <laughs> You're fine. I'm, you know, shit, just man. shit. Uh, I'll be the, I'll be the drunk one. You can be the, you can be the sober one, dude. That's okay. So that's something that is definitely something that's changed for me over. I don't know. I mean, I go through ups and downs of drinking. Like I'll, I'm mostly an outside drinker. So when I'm out and someone wants to go to a bar or a restaurant or whatever, I'm down. Do I have alcohol at my house? Very rarely do I have alcohol at my house. You're a social drinker. That's uh, I mean, yeah, absolutely. I, you know, took up bartending as a trade down here. So I, I do have some liquor at home and I also like to be able to like make something like yeah. make a whiskey sour or make an old fashioned just to be able to like keep that skill, you know, keep the muscle memory. Um, but for the most part, I don't typically drink unless somebody blackmails me into a podcast and then I have to, <laughs> have to, I have to even out the energy drink I just had. Uh, but, um, no, it's, uh, I, yeah, I'm, I, I don't view myself too much of a, of a drinker myself. Uh, I mean, I do it uh, for the most part socially like you. Yeah, but it is funny. Like I went through, because how old are you? Because I'm 28. How old are you? 38. You're 38? No. All that plastic surgery paid off. 
No, you're I'm not. Kidding. I am. No. <laughs> I am. Ami, you're 38. Mm-hmm. Why do I feel like that's like I'm being punked right now? <laughs> I appreciate that, but no, I am I am pushing 40. So Jesus Christ, dude. Wow. You really do look like you're in your early twenties. See, that's why I come on this show. Eddie tells me the things I want to hear. Fuck. No, I, I um, appreciate that. Thank you. I uh, I have wow. those Indian genes, and you know when I was when I was younger, I have um, super super oily complexion, and I think that's what it is. If you've got oily skin, it basically it's it like preserves you. I think. Um, but I used to back in the day. I used to have horrific acne, like, and then for darker skin folks like myself, if you, you know, because I've seen lighter skin individuals look at like a zit and it's kind of pink and then the next day it's gone yeah. mine it turns into a, a super dark like just blotchy just blemish my cousin one time told me that it looked like there was a fire on my face and someone <laughs> put it out with a pitchfork damn Shit. yeah it was it was pretty insightful. um wow. anyway yes i am i am 38 Fuck, man. I don't even know where I was going with that because you, you blew my fucking mind. <laughs> I just don't lie, damn it. I should have, this is going to be the thing I like. Get message you back. I get rid of that. Yeah, yeah. Because before we went before we went on, uh, before we started recording here, I was like, uh, FYI, I don't edit podcasts, so make sure you say nothing you don't want to be on the internet forever. And apparently that's yeah. it. You want to lie about your age. <laughs> I don't mean, lie. I mean, like, you kind of have to, don't you? So, Man, that's yeah. crazy, dude. I really wish I would could remember where I was going with what I said, but I I honestly expected you to say I don't know twenty twenty five six oh, something like that. I appreciate that. That's nice. I I I feel like um, I feel like also ages in in kind of how you act, and how you like behave. I I feel to some degree like you can carry yourself in a young way because yeah. if I was sitting here talking about mortgages in my second divorce you might think i'm a bit you know I've, I've i've done more shit yeah uh but i don't typically you know you haven't been divorced. yeah i'm just here and i'm like yeah i watch star trek and play video games it's like probably a younger kid you haven't been divorced have you no i've never been married so oh okay i was about to say Shh, dude do i know you <laughs> <laughs> none of that was none of that was real thought i knew um, you i can, on that on that line i i can't imagine doing that at this point i um yeah man like i yeah, it's a weird yeah uh, top I, mean, I, I guess my friend and i a good friend of mine named brandon years ago uh we bonded over a tv show called uh scrubs i'm sure you've heard of it yep it was on uh yeah. yeah i loved it and he loved it and that's how we became friends and basically he said like listen like if you watch it you have a problem going on in your life by episode they watch Scrubs, and by the third episode, they will zero in on what's going on with in your, in your life and provide you with a solution. And I thought it was such a funny thing. It's like just to start watching Scrubs when something was wrong. And um, I have been having that happen to me when watching Trek. Like my solutions are being presented to me by Star Trek. Uh, I was, you know, the whole dating thing and being with somebody. I was watching an episode. It was uh, Spock's freaking out because he's going through his mating ritual. Vulcans have to mate. Uh, I want. I, I don't know if it's like a recurring thing, but every seven years, anyway, he has to mate, or like his body produces enough like adrenaline and other stuff that it actually literally kills him. Uh, so 
anyway, he at the end of the episode, uh, turns out that the woman that he was betrothed to and was going to mate with and marry, she didn't want him at all. Like there was another bigger Vulcan dude that she was into, and she said, "Actually, I want to. I want to be with him. I don't. You know, I, yeah. I've like I figured out a way that no matter what, I'm going to end up with this guy." And you would think that Spock would be kind of pissed about it, but he's super logical. And then he says, like to the guy, he says, "Like she is yours," um, but you know there may come a time uh, when you realize that having is not so pleasing a thing after all as wanting. He's like, "It's not logical, but it's often true." And I was like. Damn, like it was so real that he would say something like that. Like, and it, it, it to me, it, I've ever since I heard the, him say that that having is not so pleasing a thing as wanting. I've been completely zen about ever finding somebody in life because sometimes it might be that like you desiring them or wanting to be with them is actually probably better than landing landing them and ending up with them. Like this this fairy tale that you kind of concoct in your mind might uh, might pop that balloon and then that fantasy kind of goes away yeah yeah no i get it dude i get it so i feel like sorry i went off on a whole weird tangent there sorry dude i welcome man keep <laughs> fucking keep drinking seriously <laughs> right. uh seriously. So, i'll tell you what else i hate about you eddie yeah <laughs> <laughs> um uh no like seriously so i assume we're both single at this point yes are you single yes. you're single i'm yes. single too yeah but you know dude i i i I definitely long for for that for that companionship because uh you know I mean I'm a romantic at heart man like you know as much as I'm understanding what you're saying and I actually really like what you said there you know it, it, ultimately I I I do want to settle and find somebody and 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 marry and have you know like and have all that bullshit that 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 we're supposed to want in life you know seriously there's nothing wrong with that. There's absolutely, if you can find that, and I hope you do. Likewise, there's nothing wrong with it. I, it's just, um, it, it's, it is strange to me because you do see it in life often, where the person like really loves this person and did everything, and then once they get with that person, it's, it's not exactly the, the fairy tale, the, you know, and you can hear whatever people try to explain it off, and be like, oh, well, the spark turned into a flame, but I feel like. Um, <laughs> ultimately i mean there's that level of i mean it's called a honeymoon phase and then it goes away and then it's then you're yeah. kind of left with the reality of the relationship yeah um, and i mean i'm just not i've i've had wonderful relationships with wonderful people and uh but i feel like i'm at a point now in my life where i'm completely completely content and i'm you know i'm pretty i'm pretty happy uh on my own and uh and being here in LA, I feel like it's it's something to be said about kind of embracing um, your own uh, solidarity. I guess I don't know if that's the word I'm looking for, but yeah, no, you always have yeah, to. I do, I do hope you get those things. Yeah, no, you 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 always have to have something. I always say to look forward to. So I mean, a lot of people in this time when you're when you're really struggling to find somebody and you're feeling like, ah, oh, well, shit, there's nobody out there for me. And dude, I've tried everything, man. Like I've like fucking. I, I still think I have it and I, and I need to cancel it. I have Tinder gold, but like, I don't even know why I have it. Cause I don't use it at all. Like I really don't use it and it's nothing but a big, did you ever go on some Tinder dates? A, a couple actually. And they just went nowhere. And everybody that I was telling it to, they were like, Oh, but did you really give her a chance? It's like, I didn't feel anything in that first meeting. And I'm somebody who I, 
I feel like you have to feel something, no matter no matter how good of a night it was. If 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 I left that thinking, well, I don't care if I ever see her again. To me, that's not good, and that's how I left those Tinder dates. And and I have no clue why I still have this thing. I need to fucking cancel it because they're getting fifteen dollars a month out of me, and I think it just renewed actually. So yeah, I gotta cancel that. Bullshit. I used to have a friend of mine. I used to have a friend of mine that she would. I would see her picture and then like you know it's and she would always like swipe right and i'd swipe right and then like she'd send me a message and be like what's up you know what's up loser what's up butt nugget and that was the end of it yeah and then i'd come across her on bumble same thing i would bumble. you know say yes she'd say yes and she'd leave me a message saying hi and that was it um which would always give me a chuckle uh as far as uh the datings i mean the dating apps i mean i i think they work for people nowadays especially with technology and you know streaming services and everything being easier and kind of delivered to you. Uh, I mean, I guess the next logical progression was dating, like have it be super, I mean, not having someone delivered to you. Dude, you that's know, weird. Dude, you, but, know, what's, uh, you yeah. know what's funny is if you go on these things now, half of the pictures, the anybody, the chicks, the dudes, the the transgenders, all everybody in there, they all have fucking masks on. And, <laughs> and it's like you're swiping left or right based on the mask. It's like... The mask looks really good. <laughs> you have you have good God, taste in masks. I like you. <laughs> like because every picture is them wearing guy. a goddamn mask. I swear to God, half the people I'm looking at, they're all covered up with masks, and it's like, what the fuck? Like, how can I? I mean, I'm sorry. Like, I'm not shallow, but it is sort of based on if I'm even attracted to you. So, yeah, I can't. I can't tell. <laughs> what are you hiding under that mask? Seriously, I mean, like, it's it's so true. It's based off of what people look like. I mean, if LiveJournal started a freaking dating service, I'm sure it'd be all about your diary entries and then oh, this person seems deep. Yeah, you know, it, it, it's an interesting it's an interesting topic to touch on. Um, prearranged marriages and like my people, like Indian people, do prearranged marriages. At least I don't know how popular it is nowadays, but uh, or at least how prevalent it is. But uh, I know they they did, and it's interesting to me because I'd watch certain like specials on it, and they're talking about like instantaneous chemistry versus one that like you know you meet somebody uh, and you get married to them and you don't know this person you met them that day if you can imagine you know meeting them on the day and uh, and then you basically uh, learn to like you you through your in a combined experience is moving forward from that day, you learn to kind of have this deep affection for them. So it's kind of like having suit that's brought to you piping hot with the chance that it might just simmer off and then, and then turn cold on you or a soup that starts cold, but then you, you build up to a, to a boil. I don't, I don't know. It just seemed interesting way. Cause you were saying how, um, you have to be attracted to the person and have to have an instant chemistry and, and it, you know, the, the romantic part of me, the part of me that, you know, used to, be all about it. I completely agree with you. And that's, there's got to be some spark there that uh, compels you to want to come back. Yeah, yeah. And no, the the prearranged shit. That's that that always blew my mind. And uh, I'm like you. I don't really know um, if I had a if I had a I don't know someone here that can I could just be like, hey, check that out. Like like find that out for me. But um, I don't want to I don't want to fuck up any more of this Wi-Fi connection and Google shit. <laughs> delicate as it is it's so it's so yeah. delicate it's on a fucking fine line and i feel like if i just instant instantaneously screw it up by pulling up google i feel like that's what's gonna happen if i just but i'm curious i know i've got I'm a curious. friend that's like 
I've got a friend that's messaging me, and uh, <laughs> I'm afraid to look, <laughs> see what she wants. Yeah, yeah. But, um, but yeah, the prearranged shit is yeah. is something that uh, you know blows my mind, and 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 you know, going from that, you know, kind of uh, creating just like a like a subgenre is. I mean, I have a friend right now who's who's uh, she fell she fell head over heels. She's uh, she's like Brazilian Portuguese, and she fell in like. I don't, I don't want to say love, but you know, she fell really hard for this dude and he's African American and her mom is so upset with her to the point of her saying that if you choose him over us, your family, then we're shunning you from, from ever speaking to us again. And, and she's in a real dilemma here, be, but I'm all for like, you need to, you have to follow what, the world is doing and the world doesn't have any room for this shit anymore. Cause like your mom is old fashioned. I'm sorry. Your mom is a fucking racist. Seriously. And she's, she's so far up her ass that she can't see that this dude is actually really good for you. And she's just basing it on his skin color. And it's really upsetting to me. So, you know, there's that, there's the prearranged shit of the, of the parents choosing for you, which is in a way fucked up. And this is, literally her giving her daughter a ultimatum and it's like how do you how do you go about doing shit like that like i i'm it blows my mind in 2021 we're still there you know it does and uh you know i mean we can not to dive too heavily into like the politics and stuff but the, you know there there are definitely things in this world that have been prevalent that maybe we've you know living on the other side we turn a blind eye towards uh, certain things get reinforced and certain families, certain more traditional families have their way of going about things. I mean, to this friend, I would it's like, you know, stay the course, you know, I mean, like at the end of the day, it's about your own happiness. I mean, and and, and the thing is, I can't even, you, you, if you have a family that's like traditional and they have kind of this way of thinking, it's difficult to get somebody to be different after they've lived their lives being a certain way. Uh, I can't wholeheartedly blame them because her parents, that's probably the way they were raised. And, uh, it's like, hey, everything that you know and everything that you've been, I want you to change that right now. It's like, that's easier said than done. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know. It's, it's difficult. But for her, ultimately, it's like your your own happiness is the thing that, uh, that matters at the end of the day. I mean, for all of us. But, you know, I mean, if you've, whoever, you, whoever it is in this world that makes you or is a person that makes you happy, you know. Yeah. Um, sorry, I'm like, I don't know. sorry. Uh, anyway, yeah. So I mean, that's not much of an answer or response to that, but it's it is tricky. And I mean, I, I know that um, it was something that was kind of bandied about with my family, but then my parents ended up being just really supportive and cool with whatever I chose to do, which I'm which I'm greatly appreciative of. Yeah, I, I mean, you know dude the last time we talked and i don't mean to keep bringing oh the last time we talked but seriously the last time we talked like the whole world didn't explode over the you know the it was pre-george floyd i mean do you remember that name like like that name is you know in forever embedded in my head and but i'm sure there's so many people out there that you'd be like remember george floyd who it's like well you know shit i mean fuck like you're you know it, it the it comes and goes, it comes and goes, it comes and goes. And, you know, it's, it, it, it's just upsetting to me that, that we live in this, in this world that people can do that, you know, 
as far as insanely intense as the George Floyd thing. And then as, you know, nowhere near that, but similar situation of, you know, you're with this dude. We don't want that in our family. You know, she was like, like, what if you have kids with this guy? Like, I don't want, I don't want mixed kids. And it's just like, I was like, well, this is how you should have countered it. Good luck finding someone that isn't slightly mixed in this world. Now. Yeah. You That's know? a very good point. That's a very good point. Uh, it's yeah. I mean, am I drinking too much? <laughs> it's like, it's my thought. <laughs> like falling apart here. We, we, we were talking about uh, like the the whole dating thing, and if you want to, I mean, bottom line to me, it's always been like what what MLK said, which is the whole you know, the content of your character. Like, who are you? I mean, that I will I will judge someone mercilessly on. I, I, I will hate you for if you're a dick. I'll hate you if you're an asshole. But the way you look, that's, I mean, that's that's no basis for anything. That's, you know, and, and, and that's the, you know, beauty of this world is all the diversity that that is everywhere, you know? And then you watch, uh, you know, I watch nature shows. I, I'm very, very uh, fond of Planet Earth. And uh, is it uh, the narrator, David Attenborough? Right. Uh, good. Good question. Should I should know that, but uh, it's a beautiful show that showcases the the diversity in this world and this life, and it's something to be celebrated, not something to be you know something to shy away from or something to be uh, shunned. I don't know. It's it's interesting to me, uh, but of course, my parents did a they raised me here, and they kind of let me choose my own path, which is amazing i mean and I, I don't think many parents are as cool as mine in the sense that they like you know you find you should find your own answers and then you know find your own truth and then live by that uh so it's easy for me but they they gave me the best opportunity to to find that truth and 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 be able to view things equally uh i don't think everyone has that yeah i mean because you know like the the saying is i don't have a racist bone in my body but you know you look at those people and clearly i mean they don't like they don't literally have a racist bone but like what is it about what is like what is it that's in them that's different from how you and i since we're doing this podcast together can can be so accepting of so many varied cultures and so many varied skin colors and so many varied genders and so many varied i'm accepting of all that shit and there's so many people out there that literally they just cannot be okay with it because of something and it's a dark cloud that's hovering over them. But like, what the fuck is it? It's not diagnosable, right? Like you can't diagnose it. The thing that kind of blows my mind is at the end of the day, how does it affect you? Like, like how does that change your, I mean, it's like you're still going to be the same person that you are and live the same existence you do. It's not hurting you. So it's like, why, why get bent out of shape about it? It's, you know, you, why try to prevent someone else from, from being who they feel that they are or for being who they are? You know, it's, it's, yeah, it, it, I can't, it's hard for me to like get that mentality because I am not that way. So it's, it's interesting. It's kind of like when you, you know, people have, I don't know if we want to dive into like darker topics, but like people that have like issues, you know, mentally it's like you, you try to like say oh it's you know how could this person be this way or how could person make this choice and it's like but you're not on the same like 
it's not the same, you know, it's like, you're not, you're, you're thinking from this point of view and they've got a different point of view than you do. So it's, it's hard to put yourself in those shoes sometimes. I mean, we, we can try our best to be like, why is this person this way? And how, how come they're not accepting of others? And, but um, it's, it's difficult because we're not, we're not in their shoes. Yeah. All we can do is speculate and, yeah. I mean, the, the obvious answer is, is it's how you're raised because you, you aren't born that way. I mean, I don't care what anyone says. You're not born evil. Some people would say you are born evil. Like, you know, Hitler was born evil. Like, but no, he wasn't. No, he was not born evil. Like, he learned evil. It's something you learn. You, you, you're yeah. not out of the womb evil, you know? Um, so... It's it's so fascinating. Somewhere along the line, it goes wrong, and yeah. the fuck. I agree with you, by the way. I don't think he was goose stepping out of the womb. No, no, of course not. No, no. He he might have had a mustache coming out of the womb, though. You never know. <laughs> you never know. You never know. You never know. <laughs> I wasn't there. Um, but uh, yeah, you know, somewhere along the line, it goes it goes wrong. And here's the thing: those people that make it go wrong, they 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 would argue that it's not wrong. And that's the dilemma. That's the dilemma right there that they think it's right. That yeah, that's tricky. It's tricky to um, matters of belief, like yep. what you believe is true, what you believe is right. But you know, and then we can dive into uh, media and social media, but like television networks, the the power that they wield over like what stories you choose to focus on and what facts and. And then we, you know, then it turns into well, how are your facts valid? Every time I've ever had like an argument with somebody over politics or, or anything that we disagreed on that was kind of in the, under the spotlight and everyone was talking about, it always ultimately falls into well, my sources say this. Well, it's like well, my sources say this. What well, makes your sources so valid? Well, right. and it turns into whose sources are more valid. It always devolves into that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, it, it it's so tricky to kind of come across in our country and, and the, the shape of things now, like a, a common truth that we can all like believe in and, and latch onto because like, the truth seems to be a term that's very colorful at this point. Like what is true and uh, you know, and, and your facts. I mean, uh, how do I believe your facts? Yeah. Yeah. And there's the obligatory uh, California ambulance in the background. Yes, uh, it's. It, I've become. Yeah, you, yeah. You saying that? I've become so accustomed to that sound that it's just. You know, You're like what ambulance? It's like a bird chirping. Yeah, it's. it's, it's but yeah, that sounds. That sounds like one of those West Hollywood ambulances. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. We all, uh, dude. This world could use a big reset, and some people would be like, "Well, that's what coronavirus was. Like, that's that. Like that. Like that was. That was a." That was nature in a way resetting, you know. I mean, kind of. I mean, uh, it's. I do see that a lot of it. Uh, a lot of a corona just almost reinforce what we kind of already believe in, like kind of the the tenets of our belief structure. A lot of people, you know, f firmly don't wear masks at, at this. You know, working here, people, you know, don't wear masks, and uh, it's difficult because we try to enforce it, but then. People will, you know, come up to me and be like, you know, this whole thing's a hoax, right? And I'm like, this is, I couldn't care less what your viewpoint is on, on, on this. What's happening right now is I'm asking you to do this. I'm asking you to wear a mask and say, I, I don't care if you don't feel you're not, you know, it, it's, it's useless. I am asking you to do this. 
it's yeah you, we're coming across people that uh don't view i mean i'm sure you wear a mask everywhere you go and i know i do yeah yeah it's interesting to me it's interesting to me when i see somebody you know come through that doesn't have it and i'll be like could you could you go get it could you go put it on and they're like yeah sorry i just forgot about it and then and instantly in the back of my mind i'm like you're not you haven't been taking this seriously um because for me at this point it's weird to me like to go out and not have that on it's weird to me for someone to walk up to me and like i'll instantly just make sure it's there it's become like habitual at this point yeah. so for someone to be like oh, i just plum forgot it's like well then i feel like you haven't been taking this thing seriously if you just forgot yeah yeah uh I don't think you, I, I don't follow, I, I don't even know if you have an Instagram. Do you have Instagram? Yeah. Why the fuck don't I follow? Okay, well, I got to follow you. Um, or maybe I do follow you. I don't, I don't fucking know. Um, I thought, yeah, you were, Eddie, I mean, at the time you were Eddie Green 101, right? Yeah. So maybe I do follow you, but do you post on there a lot? Um, I just did a photo shoot and I started posting pics from it but by and large i by and large i'm a social media observer i don't i don't participate too often unless it's like a, a huge thing like an election or you know, something happened in my career gotcha. otherwise i just so where i was going with that was i don't know if you saw this but uh i read an article that uh it, it said the cdc says that fully vaccinated people can finally go about their business without masks and this is a big you know push to get the vaccination and my my post was, um, and I'm going to kind of paraphrase here, but I was like, I'm not a big conspiracy theorist. Like, I really try not to be. I try to be as, you know, level-headed as I possibly can in life. But I was like, if I was writing a movie, if I was a screenwriter writing a movie, and let's say I wanted to write a movie about a corrupt government that wanted to control the people and worse, right? This is how I would, this is how I, this would be my kind of, plot mover i would i would write something along the lines of if you get fully vaccinated you can get rid of your mask you don't have to wear your mask anymore but you have to get fully vaccinated and then i was like so of course who wouldn't want to get rid of the mask because we all hate the mask but at what cost to you and then i was like it's shit to think about and again i'm, I'm not a big conspiracy theorist I'm, I'm pretty sure the vaccine is good. I'm pretty sure the vaccine is good, but there's always that little part of me that's watched way too many movies and TV shows and all this bullshit that I always think the worst case scenario. And that's why I'm letting the vaccine kind of, well, I don't even think I can get it because I don't apply to the age group. But when I can, I'm going to let a lot of people be, you know, test dummies for me, for my own sake. <laughs> and, and yeah, you guys go ahead get vaccinated first then yeah man yeah. you know i mean because i have a thick ass beard you know i don't want to keep wearing a mask the second i pull that thing off my beard is out of proportion <laughs> so i want to get it off instantly but i ain't injecting myself with anything until i see a lot of you know side effect because i mean who the hell knows what you know we've never experienced this thing before so this vaccine is something we're pulling out of our ass at this point I mean, we are, but at the same time, uh, it uh, and I don't know if there's a place you can look it up where the we we look at the trials and how cross, like making sure it's safe. But I'm sure it's not like a. I'm sure they do trials with different types of people just to make sure you know there isn't a certain group that's you know afflicted in some in some negative way. I, I'm not sure what the CDC does, or I'm not sure what Pfizer or Johnson and Johnson or uh, Moderna. I don't know what their process is. Yeah. It's something to worth uh, looking into, definitely. Um, but, uh, you know, it's, it's a weird, 
not weird, but it's like it's a nice gesture when like you know these ex presidents like Obama and and Jimmy Carter and and Bill Clinton and George Bush and and current President Biden, you know, they all went ahead and we we're gonna go ahead and get this thing. And I was like, you know what, that that gives me the confidence that I you know that I that I will too. Um, but I mean, anything's possible. I've I've watched enough X Files to believe that you know our senators <laughs> are extraterrestrial. So I mean. Fuck it, I'll take it. And if something goes horribly wrong, then something goes horribly wrong, and it's you know, then then we'll have another podcast about that. Oh man, yeah, you'll be on your deathbed, and my the other head sprouting out of my body will be telling you the other side of it. So. <laughs> yeah, and I'll just have to play uh, uh, Men in Black by Will Smith. At that at that point, it will be Walking Dead, and then you'll be uh, that beard will definitely be you know your iconic uh i don't know if you'll have a leather jacket like negan but you'll you'll definitely be you know yeah eddie of the, you know of the post-apocalyptic world yeah dude i mean can you grow a beard yes i can grow a beard uh pretty decently i have time if i this is even like a a bit of a scruff for me i did an acting class a long time ago when i was like in in high school and my acting coach said that she didn't like facial hair because it always looked like the person had something to hide. And I don't know why, but it stuck with me. Like, it, I, I just couldn't shake that description of the person looks like they've got eye because they're hiding their face. Um, I don't necessarily subscribe to that. I think certain people look good with facial hair. Your, your beard looks good on you. Um, but for me, I just uh, my acting teacher telling saying that. And so for me, it's been clean shaven yeah. in, 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 in this acting world, kind of be like, what you see is what you get. Um, although I, I have had people tell me, hey, you should get like headshots with you looking all scruffy because it's like, that's a different version of you. You know, it looks, it's you, but it's not you. Yeah. 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 But I, I can. It's just I don't. Um, uh, I don't. Plus, there's like there's a middle area where it's super freaking itchy. And I'm sure you're, you look like you're past that. Uh, but there's that middle point where it's like you want to scratch the your face off, and I yeah, can't live that. Yeah, dude, they got a but you like once you start getting into it, they got like beard washes, they got beard oils you can get that like exfoliate. You're gonna start like you're gonna start like twisting it so it's all forked. Yeah, man. I mean, you, I you've got enough of it, you could do that. Yeah, I uh, uh, seriously like. I mean, you know, to each their own. Your acting teacher probably had some some truth in there, but uh, for me, uh, I'm not hiding anything. Well, except for acne, it 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 is a good acne hider. Uh, you can definitely hide your acne under it. Um, but I'm just lazy, man. And I finally had the the chance to just fucking let it go. So I was just like, whatever. I'm like, I'm sick of shaving, and. I'm just going to try it, you know, and I'm really going to push through what you just said, the awkward phase, that itchy phase. I'm going to I'm going to push through that shit. And uh, do yeah. you find that it kind of causes your skin to get aggravated a bit? I don't know. Like I'm 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 like kind of scared to get rid of it because it's like, you know, at some point I feel like, you know, now my skin is used to it being there. So the, when the day comes that I just rip it all off, it's like, how's that going to affect it? You know, is it going to He's more beard than man? Yeah. Um, for my skin, it's oily, and so I. Me too. Uh, if Me too. I do have a beard, it's it's it's. I do reach that same point. Where I'm I'm almost afraid of shaving it because there's like mountain ranges of zits everywhere, and I'm like, that's. And the thing is, oily hair fall and oily hair and everything just just. It's a horrible recipe for, 
to create acne on my face. Well, dude, I mean, I, I always keep these on me. It's like a little pack. It's 70 sheets and oil absorbing sheets. Oh God. I used to burn through those. These things are fucking amazing. Like I need to be sponsored by, uh, this is the target brand up and up, but, uh, Dude, all right, so here, watch. Well, this is totally unplanned, but <laughs> I'm going to show you how much fucking oil I have just on my nose. Watch this thing turn into a window. Yeah, just on my nose. All right, so I'm rubbing it on my nose. You see, it's just, I never rub them. I just kind of blot until it absorbs it, then I just lift it off. But. Oh, no, I, I like rubbing. Like, I kind of like getting in there. It's probably f not good. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that. That is pretty. Uh, that's awful. That's, pretty that's awful. I mean, that's yeah, human. You're human. But then it's weird. I'll like I'll give it to a friend and they'll do it and nothing. And I'm like, you fucking cunt. Planet, are you from? <laughs> yeah. Fuck. Can I have whatever you have? Like, what the hell? But that's the thing, man. We all have something. So I have oily skin. You know, it's like I guess I'll take oily skin over. I don't know. Fucking hearing problems. Well, I mean, you, I mean, also, the, I mean, like we were talking about earlier, I mean, like you seem pretty youthful yourself. I think that oily skin is going to come in handy. It's like I said, it preserves you, essentially. You might uh, you might have. I mean, I had to pay for it. And like, horror... <laughs> there it is. <laughs> the whole there thing's the whole thing's going to be fucking see through by the end of this. Sorry, I am listening. No, no, no. I... <laughs> you are. Uh, it's yeah. Now I don't know what we're talking about. Um, me neither. <laughs> acne, me neither. Yeah, I was no fan of it. But. Oh yeah. Oh, so yeah. those sheets, I used to go through those sheets though. I did. Yeah, they're 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 great. I always have them on me because you know, like mostly I don't care, especially now with the mask. Like the mask is, and you know, the I guess one of the pros to the mask is it hides the acne. It hides uh, it hides your oil. Uh, it, the, there was a funny meme going around at one point. It was like, you know, thank God for the mask hiding my acne. And then it was like, but fuck the mask for creating more acne. <laughs> <laughs> like right around there. Yeah. Uh, also, if you're ever in a, you know, in a bind and you need to like blot and you're looking a little shiny, if you go to like a men's room and like that little toilet seat cover thing, just use that. No, you, you've done that. A billion times. Are you kidding me? That thing that you pull out and you put over the seat. And Dude, then... I could not do that, man. I'm a I'm a germaphobe to the a millionth degree, and that is like I'm getting like I'm I, like you. You've made me start itching. Like that's <laughs> <laughs> wow. Seriously, yeah. dude. I mean, to each their own. But shit, I could not do that. Like that's ballsy, dude. I'd be like freaking. Yeah, out. it's well I, for for my hotel. Um, we have a great housekeeping crew plus the down the bathroom behind us no one ever uses it so it's like it's just like right after they've gone through and cleaned it so it, it's you know every surface you could pretty much eat off of uh so it's not so if i mean in instances where, where like someone did go there and it looks like they waged some war against the bathroom i'll like eh, i'll go to a different bathroom but i do get what you're saying um i do get the the, the rationale behind it Oof. i i to to a, to a degree, I'm a germaphobe, but uh, I mean, not a germaphobe, but I like to be clean. I, I, my friends always give me shit about uh, how often I need to shower. My friends constantly make fun of me about that because it's like I used to, you know, shower, you know, I, I would, uh, where I lived up north, I would work and then be throw these big parties at my place where it'd be like, you know, lots of people. And so I'd shower in the morning, come home and then need to shower 
again, and my friends always pitch me shit about that. I was like, I don't understand why. I don't think two showers in a day is like a horrible thing. No, but no. then it turned into Ami takes three showers, Ami takes four showers, and it's like, well, Ami has to take his his pre shower shower followed by his post shower shower. Yeah, with the, with the, the then leading into you know before he goes to the bed shower, and it's like, all right. Um, I mean, I think there are worse problems to have. I feel like you guys wouldn't be as friendly with me if I didn't shower. I don't think you guys would like hanging around me if I just chose not to bathe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a uh, definitely a twice in the morning and then at night, and I feel like that's pretty. You know, that's pretty good. The people that don't I mean, shower. I mean, outside of the podcast. Hmm? I was gonna. Well, no, I was gonna say people that don't shower for like days. It's like, ooh, you got, you got something coming your way. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, like you have a besides the podcast, do you have like a like a, a day job or like a nine to five kind of thing, like a normal type of. Oh yeah, for sure. Unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. Then after, yeah, after after that, after you come home from like eight or however many hours, you're that shower is pretty much null and void at this point. And then it's like, yeah, I don't know. It's like yeah. to me, it makes sense to want to like freshen up afterwards, but maybe that's just me. Maybe I just don't understand the world we live in. That's just us oily fucks. We just want to get rid of the oil, like the oil. I mean, dude, when I come out of the shower, I, I love it, man. Like how I come out of the shower, I'm like, why can't I just stay like this? Why do my pores have to exfoliate so much? <laughs> well, the whole thing is you should just never leave the shower, which becomes problematic in other areas of your life. But it really um, is. Yeah. I those <sighs> those uh, those paper sheets, though, that you use to blot your skin. That's like amazing for if. You know, I'm in bed and I was like, I forgot to wash my face. It's like, uh, I don't want to. And you're bundled up and it's like, I can just reach over and blot my face for the night and I'm fine. I think a lot of reasons that, you know, people will get uh, acne and they don't understand why it'll be like, they just sleep and pour oil into their pillow case and then they don't think to clean the pillowcase. So weeks will go by or a month will go by. You've just been pouring your oil and like into this pillow yeah. and then you go to bed to rest in it. And it's like, yeah, clean your clean your pillow yep yep that's that's definitely one of the big ones for sure is the is the pillowcase the pillowcase is uh so if you learned nothing else in this episode anyone listening yeah <laughs> this, this podcast is making about facial hygiene so. yeah. <laughs> no dude but that's why i love it you know like, like seriously like as much as i loved the terminator 101 stuff and you know the the conversations i got to have and the people i got to meet aka perfect example you you know, like the like the friendships that it spawned and, and all the memories, you know, I much prefer this where I can just, you know, we can dabble, you know, like we touched on Terminator at the very beginning, I think, or we touched on something that was like cinematic. And then now we're talking about fucking oily pillow sheets, <laughs> you know, it's totally yeah, cool. Paper and, or like uh, those uh, toilet paper seat things. And Oh, man. And, you know, we it, it's it's trickier when we have a topic that we kind of feel obligated to stick with. Yeah. Um, the, then it becomes trickier because then we start veering off as like, oh wait, we need to stay on topic. Or you know, I think we did the uh, audio commentary for Salvation, Terminator That's Salvation. Right. Yes, dude. Yeah. Yeah. So it became like we, you know we would start talking about other stuff, and I'd forget. I was like, oh wait, we're at the end of the movie, aren't we? Yeah, shit. We should probably talk about terminator yeah that's right because i because uh, i invited you for genesis and you were like i don't really want to shit all over it too much because i am trying to get work so give me the less shitty one <laughs> is that what it, i remember I, I was a little uh i was a little concerned about like oh this movie is complete you know having some opinion about it yeah um 
but I think Salvation was probably the best. I mean, it's I didn't envy you know you guys having to do the first two, which were the James Cameron masterpieces, because I would just sit and watch the movie. You wouldn't get shit out of me. Yeah. <laughs> like, hey, Ami has it. Yeah. <laughs> and that and it would be just that. And uh, but the other ones we can, you know, I, I think you and uh, oh, what was that gentleman's name? You guys did the third one. Um, uh, Durant Cinema. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was hilarious. Like when you guys were, you know, what's funny is you. I remember you were pitching the movie shit about uh, when the TX goes drive through, and it's on like the the window is like on the passenger side as yeah. opposed to the driver. Like, what drive through is like that? There's an In and Out Burger by me that has two drive throughs on either side. So every time I go into that lane where it's on my other side and I have to reach all the way over across my car, I think of you. Because you're pitching like, what place is like that? So that's an actual real thing. Like, that's actually... At In and Out, you have a lane on either side wow. of their, of where they're making the food. And so, like, you can be on the one where it's like right outside your your driver's side door, or you can have the one where it's on the other side. You have to reach all the way, you know. It's yeah. I guess it only it's makes sense thing. like that you have a passenger, right? And then then it's okay. But it's like if I guess people do that just for shits and giggles, huh? Like they go to the wrong side and they have to reach across. Like, is that why you do it, or is it, or is it just because well, it's the no. fastest and it's the most convenient lane? Yeah, it's always it's always like a line to go through in and out. And so it's basically which which will I get through first that looks like that one. And it's it's always subject to change. Damn. That's um, funny though. Yeah. I thought that was like a mistake on your part. Time, every time I go to that lane, I think of you because it's just like you're pitching what what place is like that? Yeah. Blew my mind. Yeah. But um yeah, that that dude, that's crazy. Yeah. And I and we we recorded the salvation thing, right? But like halfway through it, it kept fucking up for some reason, right? Yeah, there was like a like a sound, like a weird popping sound that kind of kept coming through. <laughs> I don't. You and I are cursed in that, and I've 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 made <sighs> peace with it instead of trying to be like we're gonna have a perfect num. No, we're not. Like I'm sure something's about to happen right now, and, and it's gonna ruin everything. But oh, uh, don't no no no. Knock on wood. This isn't wood, but it's fake wood. But I'm not. Taylor V. I'm knocking on it. No, man, we, uh, yeah, we've done a lot, man. And, uh, it's, uh, you know, it's going to culminate one of these days, you know, it, it, it's, it's, it's going to go from this to person in person. That'll be weird, dude. Love that. Tell me that won't be weird. <laughs> I would love that. I, uh, you know, there's certain things, I, you know, there's parts of the country I haven't visited. I've been to Florida. Yeah. I, it's one of those things that I would love to do. Um, especially if like the career took off and it enabled me to like be flown somewhere to do something. And I would absolutely love that because, yeah. you know, it's, it's, it's all perspective. It's all gained perspective on, you know, you could always come to LA or, or visit the Pacific North. Have you been to the Pacific Northwest? Beautiful. Uh, I've only been, uh, I, uh, the furthest there as uh, Vegas. I've been to Vegas twice. Yeah. I mean, I'm, 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 I've never been to Vegas. Uh, my friends are going to go and, the, you know the whole point of going there is to gamble and i'm not big on gambling so true uh but pacific northwest is beautiful and it's you know uh yeah i, I would love to go out in uh new york atlanta you know go to the major cities and then go see you in florida and i would love to do all that uh, i was gonna you know go see I, I wanted to go see gershom and hang out with him in texas and you know all that thing so, yep you know, you know, you know. But uh, 
yeah so we 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 definitely did cover a lot in the next time uh i mean wouldn't it be something if like the acting career like i focus on it and, and it gets moving and the, this pandemic removes all the the uh the impediments to you know to my impetus and uh and i can just move forward and have uh it take off and yeah. then you know we could have a podcast where it's like hey i've actually got work lined up and i've got this project and i'm on this show and i'm doing this and yeah that would be amazing I, w- I would love to do that yeah it would be awesome we- man and when you, uh, when you when you hit me up, I was like, eh, I'm not, I'm nothing really going on right now. <laughs> it's but it's just a it's just a conversation. But uh, I I noticed you did the uh, like I don't know if you want to talk about them. I I feel like we're far enough in where it's like you know I don't really care if if uh, if he hears it or not. I highly doubt he's going to hear it. It's unfortunate because you know it's it was like a really good. It was like th- it was like this kind of a thing. It was like a really good. Uh, uh, friendship going and we had the you know we did that live stream thing no fate but what we stream for i don't know eight episodes or something um i'm always plagued by not to sidetrack but i'm always plagued by starting something and never continuing it which is why i'm so adamant about this goddamn podcast never letting this thing go and i even let it go for like four months from october to february i did nothing and i was really upset with myself i was like dude you're falling into it again man like you started something. You have over a hundred episodes of doing it. Why are you letting it go? And uh, so, anyways, um, but that was short lived. That no fate but what we streamed thing. But um, long convoluted story short, I found out uh, that he was contacting my at the time girlfriend, and they were just having like a friendship going. Like there wasn't anything flirtatious going on, but. Um, she was uh, still logged into my Facebook on my phone. So I, I had the ability to alternate between my Facebook and her Facebook. And I checked her messages because, you know, at this time, you know, I was still really heartbroken and I just wanted to have some form of connection still to her because she was blocking me on all this shit. And but she, anyways, I, 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 I found their conversation and she was like basically saying that, uh, you know, I'm not talking to him anymore, but you know, I, I love that because of him, I got to meet you and everything. And he was basically just saying, well, what, what, what Eddie doesn't know won't hurt him. And it was just like, Oh, like, uh, come on, dude. Like really, really, man. Like, I don't know. It, it, it put a real bad taste in my mouth and I never talked to him again. And I just kind of left it on a, cliffhanger because he messaged me and I never responded. It was just like real shady shit, you know, and it's unfortunate. That's all I gotta say. I mean, you never, so you never like addressed it. I never addressed it, but you know, um, I don't know. I don't really like think about it. Like it wasn't super, super in depth kind of, you know what I mean? I mean, I've done more with you perfect example than I, than I did with, with Gershom. So like if something like that were to happen, I'd actually be genuinely upset. Um, there was always a weird kind of disconnect between me and him that I can never pinpoint. And it might've just been the fact that he was so much older than me. You know, he was a dad and, and all this shit, you know, I don't know. I'm just trying to give a reason, but well, yeah, we talked about it. I mean, like touched on it earlier. And when you said like, I'll tell you on the podcast, I, I was, I, I didn't know if I was going to even like bring it up, but yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, it's man, that's, that's tricky. I, I didn't even, yeah, that's, that's a tricky one. I've, I've had friendships that, f- that fell off and um, I've had friendships that fell off or, 
or like, you know, people that I thought highly of, and then I reached out and then, and then got nothing back, like reached out in like a very, Hey, I'm sorry for whatever happened between us. Mm-hmm. You know, and, uh, but then nothing back. And it's like, a, oh, all right, then that's a, that's a door closing. And uh, I don't know if this is that, but I mean, uh, yeah. I, I, I have my own, you know, personal experience with him and I've got nothing bad to say, but I, I don't know. That's the funny thing about life, man. That's the funny fucking thing about life. And I'm going to do a real extreme here. So by no means am I comparing him to this guy. But you will have people, I guarantee it, you'll have you'll have people that will speak very highly of Harvey Weinstein. Gosh, <laughs> Tell me that's not fucked up. People will be like, what? I had nothing but a good time with that guy. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, <laughs> right? That's the weird thing about life, man. Yeah, it is true. It's true that uh, you you can have a pleasant experience and then someone else has a wholly different one. And, uh, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, now that you mentioned it, I have examples of that where the the individual in question was nothing but but, uh, pleasant to be around me and it was nothing but, but fun. And then I've heard people that I inherently, like deeply trust have a completely like i uh, i won't be in the same room with that person yeah uh and it's just it's it's so strange to me because i i i mean i know that you can't be all things to all people but at the same time i want to be like you know i mean ultimately ultimately you can only go forward in life as yourself and you you're not gonna please everybody some people are just not gonna like you i'm sure people just don't like me based off my face and it's like i'm sorry oh so. come on man you got a great face and it's 38 <laughs> years old you, you have a 38 year old face that looks like a fucking baby <laughs> thank you seriously man <laughs> but i appreciate that uh yeah i um yeah i i would look from time to time and see you know what you were up to and i did notice that's like man you've veered away from the from the terminator stuff which is completely you know there are other things to to discuss in life and um and you know i was because i've been so like being a trek nerd i was like i wonder if eddie does it's like that'd be amazing but then you're not no <laughs> but but we can always talk about walking dead and uh, you know all that stuff yeah dude um we uh we just like i said uh Haley and i we um we just finished our sixth episode which is because season one is only six episodes so i feel like for and and for that one we had a special guest uh she runs a couple facebook groups that i'm a part of and so we brought her on uh to give you know like a to, you know to just shake things up so i feel like if you're down for it because you know you love season two at some point i don't know what episode we'll Dude, fuck, we'll bring you in, man, and do an episode together. Better Angels. <laughs> Shane's last episode. I love it. Uh, it's, uh, it, ah, man, like, the, uh, his performance, um, also the other things behind, like, the things that we didn't get to know about that made more sense to the episode. Um, but there was, when Shane leads Rick out and they have that scene where they're staring across from each other and they're both silhouetted on that hill, man that's such a good scene and so beautifully shot and uh and these these two powerhouse actors the two like pillars of the show uh coming to a head it was it's fantastic and uh one of my very favorite episodes of the whole especially because it ends with like that um the shot going off and the walkers all coming up the hill and you get the sense of dread it's it was just everything that you want a zombie show to be in an episode yep Um, my friend and I think uh, John Berenthal has gone on record to say, but my friend would go to a bunch of the Comic 
guns that she spoke to him. And basically, I don't know, and you probably know this, but uh, the whole plan was that they wanted to shoot originally was that Shane's gun was empty. Yeah, yeah, dude, yeah. Yep, I heard him say that, and that blew my mind, Like, because I really wish they would have done that. But then when you watch the episode, uh, when you watch the episode, and then, like, Rick you know says let's go back to laurie and back to carl and nothing has nothing's happened yet and then when he stabs shane the gun goes off right yeah and then uh and then then rick lays out shane and then shane reanimates and carl puts him down with a shot in the head right yeah and then it shows the walkers start like paying attention and looking up the hill then they come up the hill i'm like if John Barenthal's version of it came true, then that gun wouldn't have gone off and because for the walkers to have started coming up the hill on the second shot for them to have like for them to show like them to be like mm, and then like be attracted to the sound there were two shots uh but if john barenthal's version was true that that gun never went off because it was never loaded uh then that makes more sense that they would you know come up when when uh, carl shot see i'm geeking out on you right now but yeah it would make more sense when carl shot the reanimated uh shane yes exactly so you're saying that it makes more sense that there's two gunshots to attract the the walkers right no, I, I'm saying that uh, uh, John Barenthal's version, where he he had an empty gun, he had a gun that wasn't loaded, because when, because like I said, they made a deal of showing the walkers start looking up and going up the hillside when Carl shot the second time. It's like if if Rick stabs uh, Shane, and then the gun went off, they would have just immediately gone up based on that sound. Okay, but they I don't. See. They don't, and they don't show that. And I'm like, okay, so it makes more sense that his gun should have been empty, True. and it was like a trying to goad him to be the man to be the leader that this community needs. Yeah, dude. I mean, that would have just that would have that would have added so much more because he already felt like you know you know he, he he says to him something like you know damn you for making me do this, Shane. This is you, not me. And then can you imagine if afterwards he checks the gun and it's not loaded and how he would yeah. fuck god damn it. i mean you you get bits and pieces of that from from shane when he was just like you know um even now you're not gonna fight for them he's like i'm a better father than you i'm a better man than you and he's like just goading him like yeah. but when he says like even now you're not gonna fight for it and i was like it's it's very um it it didn't come off like him being like a dick and trying to put him down, but trying to get him to, hey man, step up. This is you know, and I, I, I apparently you have to do this thing that's gonna, you know, and, and, and harden your resolve. And man, if you re revisit and you go back to season three when they're like storming the prison and all that, man, that group was like just militarized. Like Rick was a, yeah. he was a dick. Like he was a take no prisoner, you know. And part of it I understood, like his animus towards uh, Lori. But the rest of it, he was a hardened, like, battle and, like, warrior. And it's, this show has always been about finding that balance between your humanity and, and, um, and being able to survive out in the zombie apocalypse. I don't know if they ever resolved the whole, like, everyone's infected thing. I don't think they ever got to the bottom of it. It was just kind of like, eh, it is what it is. And, yeah, um, yeah, pretty much because uh, Robert Kirkman has no, like, I don't know how... How that how it ended, but uh, you know he has, as far as I know, he had no interest in ever telling what it was. Like that's what's so interesting revisiting season one, as because it's really fresh in my mind. It's so vague, or, or, or it's not vague. It's the most in depth 
when it comes to that. And then the rest of the show is so vague when it comes to what the fuck is this thing? Like they don't care about yeah. finding a cure at all, like ever. And like that, like, besides that whole little Washington thing with, with Eugene, but yeah, man, I was so like, I perked up at that point. I was so excited because I'm like, okay, so we're getting, cause you can do a show about, moving to community to community and then there's a big bad that shows up and you have to rally to the, together to defeat him you can do that but then i feel like there needs to be some like are we having like a grand, a grand resolution of like what caused this whole thing and when when eugene was like hey i know how to fix this let's go to washington i was really excited and then when he said like oh i'm, a, I'm not a scientist i'm lying oh. <laughs> and yeah all right you bitch. um yep the um, Fear of the Walking Dead had a good start to it too. Did you watch Fear of the Walking Dead? I have the seasons. I'm like I'm literally looking right at them. I just got to. Uh, I definitely watched season one, but I never got hooked. But that was when it first came out. So now that I'm a little older, maybe uh, maybe it'll be up my alley. So I got all the seasons on Blu-ray right there. I loved it. I, I mean, like the beginning, how it was kind of like, you know, we didn't know what to think, and like it was easy because there was so few people that were infected that it was turning into like, you know, the cops trying to hold people back, but then someone infected would jump on them and then it would beat people. It's like, oh, then it's, it's police brutality. It was it was this really weirdly convoluted mess yeah. that the last thing you would think is zombies taking over. Uh, and I, I kind of liked that. Like in real life, it kind of would play out that way. We wouldn't have a clear definitive, there's an art, there's a field full of zombies, let's kill them. Yeah, it right. would be way more mired in, 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 in uncertainty. Yeah, yeah, it's... Yeah. It's definitely uh it's it's a flawed show but uh The Walking Dead. Uh but it's definitely it's always been one of my favorites and so this is a shameless plug. Go check out Don't Dead Open Inside. Uh Don't Dead Open. Wherever you oh, get uh wherever you get podcasts. Yeah, that's the name of the podcast, Don't Dead Open Inside. Um, oh no, I tr trust me. I did a I did a Walking Dead themed party and I made that sign. I made that gate. Yep. The, those two the hospital doors barred up and every time i because i made it the same way and everyone's like don't dead open i heard it 50 times a day so i'm like yep it's just the way it's on the show don't i understand yeah yeah but, some guy because i even like started posting about it in groups like walking dead groups and they were some some people were like you do know it's supposed to be don't open dead inside right and i'm like jesus are you a fan do you do you, do you not remember that whole time when people thought it literally said don't dead open inside yeah, that's why we named the podcast. Yeah, that. I um, I will give props to because later on in the show, uh, and I'm talking considerably later when uh, Negan shows up and he in that um, what's uh, the last uh, what's it the last day on Earth? Last day on Earth was the season finale. Yeah, where they you know are you know basically cornered by Negan and he has to like yeah I'm gonna beat the hell out of one of you you know i will give props to them for that that season that season premiere was a a gut-wrenching just brutal like episode to make it through like if you can sit through that and be okay by the end then it's like you're a, you're a stronger person than i am I, that like tore me down to my you know into pieces yeah. horrible yeah i literally just watched it the other day with my friend for the first time she hadn't seen it you know she was literally kind of catching the whole show and then she was like, hey, I'm at uh, the season six finale. I was like, all right, don't watch season seven, episode one without me. We have to watch that together. And uh, 
She was more upset about Abraham, ironically, than than Glenn. I was like, what? what? Yeah, I was too. I thought Glenn, um, you know, I thought he kind of was like, well, you shouldn't have jumped out and freaking tried to stop. Yeah, <laughs> like, but... I feel like Negan picked him particularly because he wanted to jump out and stop him from hitting Maggie. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It and then and then the whole like they saved him uh, with what's his face, the guy that said thank you and blew his brains out next to him, and they fell. Nicholas. They saved him just to have him die there. I'm like, come on. Um, but. What was I going to say? I, I thought it was really clever. I didn't know, but I had to look it up. But I thought the season premiere name was odd. It was definitely curious. Because season premiere, we find out who Negan beats to death. Season premiere is called The Day Will Come When You Won't Be. And I was like, that's a, <laughs> it's a mouthful of a season name. And then, uh, do you know? Yeah, yeah. It's, you what, watch- it's what Jenner says to, to, to Rick in, at the CDC. And who would know that? Like, who would be like, oh. Let's yeah, like five seasons ago. That's what Jenner said. Like, you would have to look either look that. That's up a hardcore or fan. On a rewatch, catch that. Yeah, it, it was clever though. The the, the day has. Uh, although the funny thing is, um, he's had multiple days that that he probably felt that. Yeah, <laughs> for, for a couple months at least. Um, but in the sound, I want to say it's Bear McCreary's soundtrack. I think that song, the, the score that he plays, the track is called "The Day Has Come." Oh, nice. which I thought. Was which I thought was, yeah, which I thought was good. And, and that's the other thing is, um, as far as haunting moments go, at the end when they um, pick up their bodies and, uh, you know, they haul them off. And uh, I did catch that when they lifted up Glenn, you see a lot of his hair, is, a lot of him is intact, like to the point where it looks like, ah, his head's not missing. Yeah, right. But, um, <laughs> but, uh, but when Rick gets back on the RV and then he looks and he sees the walker come out and it's like feeding on uh, one of their brains, like the remains of their skull. And the music of just that powerful moment where you see our hero is completely, utterly broken. And at the end when he's driving away and the just the just to watch that and just the music is so po- Bear McCreary's score, that man's that man is something else. And then at the end they close up on on Andrew Lincoln's eyes and you just see like he's broken and it's uh, it, it's so powerful and it's so well done it does remind me that why it's one of the best shows out there yep and what a shame it is that he never really got a lot of recognition for that for that performance oh, he did I mean, I feel, oh like that episode or just in general yeah I mean that episode particularly but in general he didn't get a lot of praise for you know or, or, or at least critical recognition in terms of awards and shit I mean I mean awards don't really mean much but you know it would have been nice to you know nominate him for some for some fucking Emmys and shit you know the shit that the general public know about not the the stuff that like only hardcore actors know about like the like the general stuff the Emmys like that's the popular one he never once I'm pretty sure he never once got nominated that's weird. That is weird to me because I, I've, you know, it, it's so interesting to me that he, he's a Brit and, he, you know, because you hear him talk as Rick and he just kind of like he's, you know, he's just Rick and he's, he just embodies that character. And he, you can tell it's one of those actors that really just went for it. And I don't know. It's, it's, it is interesting to me that he wouldn't be. Yeah. Um, uh, it's a shame. Uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan as Negan. He, you know, he, uh, he stepped into that role and like he wore it. It was made for him, you know? Yeah. 
Yeah, man. Look, I could. Uh, we could. We could keep talking Walking Dead, fucking all day. And I'm serious when I say that. When when it comes to, I guess so. There it is. You just solidified it. Better Angels. When we get to Better Angels of season two, you're definitely coming on and uh, and and joining us. So uh, absolutely, love it. It'll be less than a year uh, for to, to, for our next conversation. So that's really nice to know. Um, Dude, th- I can't wait for the super coronavirus to take over and then we'll be like in you know hazmat suits. And- <laughs> oh, dude, don't say that. I mean, Jesus. I mean, remember, I can't edit this podcast, so you might have just canceled yourself. <laughs> no, I, I, I don't, you know, just to, because you said that, I, I, I don't take it. Uh, I'm not saying it, take it just a joke. It's, yeah, it's very a, serious. It's a joke, fucking I, idiots. I, Jesus Christ. I mean, I I wear a mask and I you know social distance mind. and I, I do take it very seriously and 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 everything that's happened has been tragic and horrible. It so. did it, but it just blows my mind, man. Like seriously, like he said a joke. All right, so but oh God, I, I'm not even gonna say anything. It's just it's it's just such a shame. But I'll say the same exact thing. So we each get canceled. I hope the super coronavirus happens next year. No, I said I you said it might. I didn't say I wanted that to happen. Oh shit! <laughs> I definitely canceled myself. Woo-wee. <laughs> that might be the case. It's like it's basically just my way of saying that you know when you think things can't get worse, you'll be often surprised. Exactly. Um, I uh, yeah, so. I got it. I picked up what you put down. Preach. All right, dude. Well, look, I really appreciate you just kind of winging this with me, man, and just uh, you know jumping on this this boat that was midway into the middle of the ocean. So, <laughs> <laughs> no problem. Um, hopefully, it didn't sink. So, no, dude, it was good. It was good, even for all the lag issues and everything. Hopefully, it's uh, like I said, next time, besides the the Walking Dead thing, uh, next time we can. I mean, or one of these days, it has to be in person, man. Like that's the ultimate. So, yeah, absolutely. I, I would love to come out and you know just. Travel yeah. a bit, so yeah. we'll hit up Disney. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> All right, man. So just uh, stay here, like don't leave just yet, because I do want to do that thing where I do the screenshot and have something to share. But uh, we'll. Gotcha. I'm going to end the podcast here. So uh, any any last words? Any uh anything you want to say to uncancel yourself? Oof, uh, yeah, I um. <laughs> as far as everyone out there, you know, be safe and 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 each other and yourselves i mean it's this is a very serious thing going on and i do feel like help is on the way in in more ways than one and the rollouts of vaccinations and stuff doesn't mean that we can be lax right now we still have to let's let's just let's get after it and let's uh, let's get back to normal shall we there you go and uh i have nothing else to say so goodbye everybody <laughs>